Hello, and welcome to Mentally in Pajamas with Eve Fox, a judgment-free zone for people who suffer or have suffered from depression, anxiety, isolation, addiction, and everything in between, or know someone who does. This evening, we have Shanna Collins. Ms. Collins is a motivational speaker, a life coach, a blogger, and host of Motivational Locker Room Podcast Series. She went from pain to power. She specializes in spoken words of poetry and is currently writing a very interesting book of poetry, which she'll get into. Her motto is, you can get through and do anything you put your mind to do. And it's not how you start in life, but how you finish. That's the key to a purposeful life. Good evening, Ms. Collins, and welcome to Mentally in Pajamas. How are you doing this evening? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Now, you went from pain to power. Yes. And we briefly went into it. However, um, I'm going to let you go more into it regarding your pain to power and how you utilized what some would call, I wouldn't say a curse, but with mental illness, people look at it as something bad. Mm -hmm. And you have taken it and turned it around and you are using it for good. Yes. So could you elaborate on that? So I have bipolar disorder and it is a blessing in disguise. I have it, but it is not who I am. I am a creative being and I how I went from pain to power. That's what I'm going to get into. I'm going to um, be talking about how you something as drastic as a mental illness. I took that and I conquered what could have been detrimental to me. And it's, and I'm still going through. But at the same time, I'm getting through. So with that being said, how did I go from pain to power? I figured it out as when I was first diagnosed. I was in pain because who wants to have a mental illness? So I, you know, so I thought, I was like, man, this is just, you know, it's it's bad, but it's all about your mindset. I took my pain points of life, which was my mental illness, and I brought it out in uh, through poetry. I brought it out through my words because I was like, I thought about it. I said, well, God, I said, everybody else does hair. They do nails. They cook. They clean. What is it that I can do to give back to the world? How can this help me? Because my motto is what you are going through now is not meant for you. It's meant for you to use it to change the world. Let me say that again. What you are going through is not meant now. It's not meant for you to go through. It's meant for you to help somebody else out and through it. So that's how I went from pain and evoked into my power. Um, I channeled in on poetry. I've been writing poetry since I was 15 years old and I lost my poetry at the age of 15. 
I had a Dell computer with the big back. You remember the big Dells? <laughs> I had that computer and I lost I lost the poems. I had short stories to everything. I was just up late at night being creative. And my mom was like, why is it four o'clock in the morning? You got to go to school at six and you're still up typing on that computer. And I'm like, mom, I'm creating something. And she was like, what? I said, a poem. Girl, go to bed. And I'm like, okay. So, but... I did not know that it was creating me. I mean, you know, I was made for this moment, made to give to the world, give back to the world what was put inside of me, basically. So that's how I went from pain to took my pain point and made it into power, which I use now, spoken word. And I don't know if a lot of people are aware of the fact that Edgar Allan Poe had a mental illness. And so did Ernest Hemingway. He had a mental illness and they were authors and they were very creative. As you know, I suffer from mental illness and um, sometimes people don't understand that we are creative beings. It, it it's not all bad. It's not all good. And you are a very powerful speaker. I'm, I must say that I've listened to you and um, I enjoy hearing what you have to say. Thank you. And um, when were you diagnosed? It's like, what age were you diagnosed at? Wow. Believe it or not, I was diagnosed at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I learned how, when I first learned how to drive, it did, this is very unique. It's it's very, I wouldn't, well, it's very special because most people are diagnosed when they're younger. Yes. I was diagnosed at the age of 25 when life happened. I got my own apartment. I learned how to drive. Everything was just coming all at once hit me, you know, blessing after the blessing. But then, bam, here comes a visit to the hospital, a visit that I wanted to avoid for as long as I would ever live. And I tried to avoid that visit. I kept talking to my mom. I kept asking her questions. What about this, mom? What's wrong with me? What's going on? What's this? What's that? Well, unbeknownst to me, I had went to the hospital, the emergency trip to the psychiatric center. And I was like, I'm depressed. I need help. Somebody help me. And when I found out I was bipolar at the age of 25 years old, I had my own apartment. I was working at the police department. I had my own car. I was doing it. I was living life just as I wanted to. And bam, that happened. And how did that affect you with you being diagnosed at that age? Like you said, normally people are diagnosed at um earlier age. You know, I was diagnosed um at 15. Mm-hmm. And so I had 10 years, you know, if I would have found out at the age of 25, that would have been a huge change because you were just coming into yourself really exactly and i had to i had to change my like well i had to change myself pretty much i had to adjust it was a big adjustment 
I had friends leave me. Then I had friends that stay by my side. But I also had friends to say, you're not depressed. And I also have friends to say, you know what? You're doing too much. You are too much. Well, you know what? Now I know. Guess what? I'm not enough. <laughs> I'm too much, but not enough for some, you know, because um, it's a lot. It's a lot of us. It's a lot that goes to on with us and to us. And it's a lot that's engulfed in us because mental illness brings about a creativity that no one will ever understand. So that creativity is basically a one big space within us. And it can be either used for good or used for bad. You know, it's like a big flame engulfed inside of you waiting to erupt. But only you get to choose how it erupts, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because um, you can be creative or destructive. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And did you ever have a destructive moment? Oh, I've had plenty. I've had plenty. I've had moments where I didn't listen to nobody. I did what I wanted to do. I still have those moments and those moments cost. Some of those are costly mistakes when you don't listen to people, other people when they're trying to tell you something, especially when it comes to money. I don't know why we have such a problem with impulsiveness. We want to spend, 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 spend to our last dime because we think, well, actually, sometimes we don't think that we'll get more. Actually, we will have more and we just spend so we can't spend anymore. And that could be a downfall to a lot of our relationships. That can be a downfall to our life, period. Because you will spend so much to where you won't have enough to pay your bills. So sometimes that could be why the, you know, most people with mental illness end up homeless because they don't know how to care for their funds. Mm -hmm. So um, also I've had a destructive moment to where I shoplifted. You know, I'm gonna just be honest. Mm -hmm. um, never did it before in my life until it was until after. And I was in my 30s after I found out, you know, that I had bipolar in my 20s. Um, I had a depressing moment and then I had a manic moment. You can go bipolar. You go from one spectrum, depressed, being very depressed yes. to being very over overactive, which is manic. The medicine causes you to be in between. So you're 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 at a flat level. Either you're like this or you're like that, you know. So that's just to paint a picture. And I was manic and I started shoplifting because I thought no one would see me. I would never get caught. Well, I got caught. I cried my little eyes out. Thank goodness to Jesus I didn't go to jail. Mm -hmm. They knew something was wrong. They said she's not from here. I was in Florida at the time. They said she's not from here. And they took me, uh, they, they let me go, but they said, you're going to have a fine and you just pay restitution. So I paid it. And I never, ever, 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 ever did it again. Because remember at the beginning, I said, what you go through now is not meant for you, but it's meant to be a testimony for someone else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I feel like that was a lesson learned for me to share with you today 
that I made I made it through. It was nobody but the grace of God. Yes, because we can put ourselves in some precarious situations. Uh, I know that some tend to be promiscuous. Yes. Uh, alcohol, drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did you ever... No, now promiscuity wasn't my thing. Alcohol, I did drink, but that wasn't my thing. Uh, Drugs, did, you know, a little bit. That wasn't my thing. Um, I didn't even do the hard stuff. Nothing like, you know, any cocaine or, you know, um, didn't, I just did marijuana. That's it ever in my life. And that was not my thing you know, tried it. It's, it's a been there, done that situation. And the thing is the gambling, you know, the, I think it's the, the, the lights, the, 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 you know, the flashes, everything that, that looks fun, you know? Um, and that's what I had struggled with, you know? Uh, but I learned why, why would you go put money in a machine? You know, why would you give a machine your money? That's something that, you know, I had to learn and I'm learning that you can't just give away money, you know, that you don't have to give away. So that's one of the downfalls as well is gambling, you know, promiscuity, drugs, you know, things that you shouldn't indulge in. But when you're manic, you indulge in those things. Exactly. Exactly. It's a a thing that uh, you really don't have, you're doing it and you know that you shouldn't be doing it, but you can't stop yourself from doing it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so I understand mm-hmm. what you're talking about mm-hmm. because I've been there. I never have been a gambler. Mm-hmm. I think I'm too cheap to gamble. However, <laughs> I I have made some extravagant um, mm-hmm. purchases. Mm-hmm. So I understand that part. What did you what did you do in order to reel everything back in and get back in touch with yourself? Uh, can you share that with the people so that they will have an idea because everybody has their own journey and you're sharing your journey with us. So what did you do? Thinking about my purpose, thinking about my why as to as it relates to my purpose of being a motivational speaker and a poet and an author, you know, a podcaster. I had to look at integrity. I had to look at if how am I going to help somebody through this if I'm doing this as well with, you know, how will I help you if I'm right alongside you doing it? with you, you know? So I had to use my common sense and I had to say, you know what? I know that it's hard to stop, but I'm going to have to stop this because I had a stranger. I read a stranger a poem at at the library. This was about three months ago. And he, before I introduced myself as a poet or anything, he said, now, you know, you're going to have to quit doing what you've been doing the way of living that you've been living, you're going to have to quit living. And I said, um, excuse me? <laughs> like, he, like, he's not talking to me. <laughs> but you know what? He was. 
stranger. Strangers see through straight through you. And so I was at that point, that that was God letting me know it's time to use your voice. It's time to speak. It's time to get through the been through, go through and move on. Get through the been through, go through and move on. That's deep. Yes, <laughs> very deep. <laughs> I was like, and you know, God, God can get he, he can go as deep as we let him go, you know. So yeah, I had to get through the been through, go through and move on. So do you uh are you in therapy? Uh are you on medication? Yes. Um so right now I'm on uh medication too. I just take two pills nightly, and that's for anxiety and the uh the mood uh mood swings. And so I take that and that keeps me pretty level, Abilify and Clonopin, if anybody wants to pick it up. So I take that and um that's it. Um that's all I take and it keeps me pretty level. You know, sometimes I I you the thing about medicine is it's not the end all be all. You have to do the inner work. You have to keep yourself from going in that downward slump. How do I get out of my downward slump? Poetry. I write it out. When I can't talk to people, I write. That is God's way of speaking to me and through me at that time that I'm writing. And when I'm writing, I'm writing to set other people free. That's what I had to realize in the from the beginning. I had to realize that I had to set the people free through my word. And I was like, hmm, okay. How are people going to be free from these depressing words? But guess what? Words have power. What you say has power. So you have to speak life versus death. The words on the paper may be death and you can burn them afterwards if you would like. But just know those are feelings and that too shall pass. Now, I think that's the deepest thing that you've said since we've been talking Um, because I use my podcast as a way to, it it not only helps me, Mm -hmm. but I hope that I'm helping someone else. It's it's a thing of, okay, we can all be helped. Mm -hmm. It's my way of speaking how I feel, what I've gone through, my journey, and it helps me. It's like a form of therapy. Yes. You're, so you're yes. right. Basically therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so when my doctor always asked me, do you see a therapist? Yes. My pen and my paper. <laughs> and he's like, uh, really? He said, you know what? That's good because you are channeling that and you are helping other people while you're channeling that. So you're pretty much being your own therapist. And that's good because one thing I'm learning too is that we can, a lot of times when we talk to people, we can solve our own problems. If we just talk, if we just talk it or write it out, we solve our own problems. The answer is right in front of you or the answer is already up here and you just need to speak it out. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just that with us, a lot of times we go a little too deep and and it's- Exactly, Mm mm-hmm. So I have to write it out. Mm-hmm. So I have to write it out and let them know, okay, this is what's going on. <laughs> and so I was uh, recently told to, when I write my poetry, write the backstory as to why I wrote it. And I'm like, hmm, I never did think about that. I was just writing just to be writing. 
you know, but now telling the backstory allows me to go deeper into my own story. Now that's deep as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, the bad you you have everybody has a backstory as to why they do the things that they do in their journey. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. so basically the, the initial poem is like a footnote. Yes. And the backstory. Yes. Like backstage pass. Yes. Okay. So I'm telling you, so I'm telling you this backstory of dealing with a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to share with you a piece of me that has erupted through the mental illness journey. And that's the poetry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. Where can people uh, find you? I'm going to put your information down uh, in the description box. Okay. However, uh, how can people reach you? And so, so you can reach me on Facebook at Shauna Collins. It's S as in Sam, H-A-N-N-A Collins. And then you can reach me on Instagram at M as in Mary Z as in Zebra, Shauna Collins. And you can reach me on LinkedIn under Shauna Collins. Spell all the same way. And you can also reach me on my Wix page. Now my Wix.com page will be in the description box. Um, That's my blog page. And you can go uh, on that page and you can see a lot of my poems and what I've written and blogged about here lately. And I also have my podcast, The Motivational Locker Room, which will also be under, you know, the bio and everything. Well, you have a powerful story to share and just keep sharing. I mean, that's the only way that we can do our part trying to stop the stigma and shame of mental illness because mm-hmm. it does not define us. It's just a, a little piece of who we are. Just like if you're diabetic or if you have high blood pressure or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's not like we're the boogeyman. Exactly. Uh, it's a thing. It's not, it's not a death sentence. It's really not. It is a blessing in disguise. Trust me. When you get through the harsh reality, you have to change your environment first, then change your mind, then change how you speak over yourself. And then you will watch your world around you change. The new, the right people will gravitate towards you to embrace the creativity that's inside of you. Well, I think that is how we're going to end it with those powerful words. and. Again, I am so glad that you decided to come on tonight. Yes. And again, everyone, her information is posted in the description box below. And please uh, follow her on Facebook, read her poems, show her some love. And yes. uh, thank you for coming on Mentally in Pajamas. You are so very welcome. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.